When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. You know, when it comes to destroying the US dollar, you know, American institutions seem to be pretty good at doing it on their own. I'm talking about the Federal Reserve printing, you know, trillions of dollars worth of money, the massive amount of debt that is used to to kind of prop up our system. It's what our system runs on. Massive amounts of debt at the at the corporate, the consumer, and of course the the sovereign level, the, the government debt. And of course when debt's created, you know, you're you're creating money. Our 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 currency is a debt-based currency. We have no problem destroying our currency on our own. But, you know, with that being said, kind of post-World War II, we have been in somewhat of a U.S. dollar system worldwide. You can call it the petrodollar, whatever you want to call it. Uh, The fact remains that that coming out of World War II, the United States was in a good position. Unlike countries like China, Japan, Russia, and nearly all of, of Europe, and of course a lot of Africa and the Middle East, we were in good economic position. We didn't really sustain any significant um, economic damages as a result of the war. You know, we didn't, we didn't really fight in our own land with the exception of, you know, maybe some covert operations on the east and coast. Of course, the Japanese tried to, to, to start some forest fires on the west coast. They were unsuccessful. There were some Alaskan islands, of course, Hawaii and, and some other territories of the U.S., but we, we left it unscathed. And so the U.S. as an economy, as as a currency, the U.S. dollar was in a good position, and and obviously there's some other wheeling and dealing that that went on before and, and afterwards. But that's kind of what we've been in since, and and of course, you know, kind of from the 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 70s onward, we got rid of of the um of the gold standard. We kind of moved to the the petrodollar as we kind of formed a very close alliance with Saudi Arabia, and so that's where we're at today. But as I've been saying for a long time here on this channel, de-dollarization is a real thing. It's happening. And, and oftentimes when we think of de-dollarization, we think of countries like China or Russia, you know, these large, relatively large economies, especially China, uh, trying to get out of the U.S. dollar system because they see it as not being advantageous for them. And they also understand that a lot of our influence, whether it's political, military, economic, it's because of our currency. I mean, the U.S. dollar plays a big role in that. Of course, there's other countries that that kind of fall under that umbrella as well. Think of a country like Turkey, um, maybe Venezuela, some some other, um, you know, Brazil, South Africa, you know, those types of countries. That's what we would think of when we think of de-dollarization. But the point that I want to make in this video today is that the trade war, the ongoing trade war that is hasn't, in my opinion, really been kicked off. Obviously, we haven't really seen a whole lot of true ramifications from it yet. I'm talking, you know, what type of impact will these tariffs have? Not not on the markets over, you know, when they're announced or a matter of weeks. I'm talking over a matter of years. What will these tariffs, these, these different trade 
pieces of this trade war. What impact will that have on our economy, other countries, economies around the world? But mostly I want to focus on what is this going to do to the U.S. dollar, this trade war, along with this, this you know, almost acts of economic war that the U.S. has already been doing for a long time. We call them sanctions, okay? Just put this in perspective before we even get to the, the topic of, of the trade war. Sanctions, it's oftentimes used by the U.S. government as a way to, to kind of wage economic war against a, a country or, or a you know political movement within a country. Basically, we try to impose our standards, whatever, on that party, on that country. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if as I go down this list, sometimes it might make sense and it, it's not a huge deal. You know, for instance, um, you know, we have, you know, there's a big list here of that in front of me, but, but we have some trade sanctions on people in, in South Sudan. Okay. And, 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 and this isn't the entire country. This is just some people. And, and, you know, allegedly there's some people there, probably some of the wealthier, wealthier, uh, South Sudanese people, um, we believe they've contributed to to the conflict in the region, committed human rights abuses. Okay, that's understandable. But you know, as I go down this list, this I'm not even talking about trade war here. I'm talking about sanctions. Um, just, just, just the sheer number of, of countries and then persons within countries that we have sanctions against. Um, it's a weapon, and and I have a point to make about here in a second here. But first of all, of course, we have Iran. Some of that went away with Iran nuclear deal. That's off now. So, so Iran's on this list. North Korea, very well known. Syria, of course. These have gone on for a long time, but, but um, you know, obviously the, the ongoing civil war. Still have a lot of, of trade sanctions, embargoes, whatever against them. Sudan, um, and, and maybe this is now South Sudan. I'm not sure this, if this list has been updated. Cuba, obviously. We kind of ongoing feud with Cuba for 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 decades now, kind of a, a remnant from the Cold War. Venezuela this is a little bit more recent, and again, it's it's understandable. I mean, Venezuela, the government itself, uh, the the oil um, Petrobras, I believe it's called, the um, that is is the the Venezuelan state-run oil company. Uh, they're they're not a good you know they're, they're, these aren't good people, but okay, you know that's kind of the list of countries, and then we have persons from the countries of Belarus, Burundi. Democratic Republic of the Congo, Iraq, Lebanon, Russia, Somalia, former Yugoslavia, Yemen, Zimbabwe, Ukraine, uh, Crimea, and Russia's on the list again, Central African Republic, South Sudan, and Libya, or, you know, whatever it is today in Libya, you know, the, the different, I guess, warring political parties and, and whatever. Yeah, that's a pretty significant size list, and that's just sanctions, okay? And then we also talk about, you know, kind of the title's video trade war you know this trade war that we're kind of slowly waging against you know a, a lot of countries have come to come into the conversation here obviously china uh japan has come into it i'm sure uh, you could say a lot of probably southeast asian countries are indirectly or directly affected they just might not be as big of a trade partner or get as much news i'm sure south korea but then you know on the other side of of, of you know on the atlantic side of of our coast i guess you have a lot of european countries that have that are now being targeted by these trade wars, right? Um, Trump, you know, recently announced uh, that that we're going to have tariffs on uh, imported, you know, some some metals from I, I think it was aluminum and, and steel from Europe. Okay, and then recently there's there's talk that he may put a tariff on German automakers. So that's what Mercedes, uh, BMW, Volkswagen. Um, okay, and and 
even beyond that, we're, we're, we're doing, you know, we're targeting uh, some of our, our neighbors with tariffs, Canada, uh, Mexico. Um, in fact, you know, here's, a, here's an article from Zero Hedge talking about how Canada plans on, on um, in this case, yeah, it was in, uh, tariffs on Canadian steel and aluminum imports. And, and you know, this is this is a, one of our top trade partners through, through NAFTA. Not that I'm saying a big, I'm a big supporter of NAFTA, but, but now... Canada is announcing that they will be doing dollar-for-dollar uh, dollar tariffs against the United States, okay? This is a big deal. These are a lot of countries that the U.S. is targeting right now, and, and, and in some cases, in the case of these sanctions, have targeted for a long time now. What does this do to the U.S. dollar's reputation? Remember, the world operates on a U.S. dollar system, and, you know, that's slowly changing, right? There, there's some oil trade that's being conducted in yuan and and of course some countries you know the european union conducts a lot of trade in 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 euros uh, between their countries i'm I'm sure and and okay we're we're slowly this de-dollarization is happening but all of these countries that these embargoes sanctions trade wars are are targeting for the most part you know with the exception of like a north korea or something like that they use the u.s dollar okay so I, I, I want to direct your attention to this this um this meeting that took place roughly a week ago now between Vladimir Putin and Emmanuel Macron. That's the the French uh, president that that was elected like like a year ago now. Um, neither of these two leaders were big fan of Trump pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal. Okay. In fact, a lot of European countries were against that. We can talk about why that's the case. Is it Iranian oil? Is it because their geopolitical interests are, are not our own? It's probably a mixture of both, to, to, to be honest. But then obviously, uh, Russia and, and Putin are, are much more closely aligned with Iran. Um, but neither of them were happy about them, uh, the, the U.S. pulling out of this agreement and kind of what it does to this agreement as a whole. Emmanuel Macron, this wasn't only Putin talking about this. Macron was talking multiple times. He was talking about the need for a for, need for European financial sovereignty, right? They have the EU. They have this huge currency, which admittedly is has, has, has major systemic issues of its own. But they want to remove themselves more and more from the dollar. And, and you know, kind of both these leaders, they were criticizing... Trump and, and not just Trump, but really the U.S. government as a whole for using things like sanctions or uh, trade wars, you know, tariffs and whatnot, as as kind of an economic war, right, for for our own interests or to kind of impose our laws or wills on on other countries. You know, uh, another thing that came up here is with this Iran, uh, us pulling out of this Iran deal is the possibility of sanctions against European companies that do business with Iran. You know, my take on this is is that, yeah, obviously our own institutions are, are doing a pretty good job of destroying the U.S. dollar, right? And and it doesn't help when when large economies that, that have a viable alternative like China or Russia are also doing their ongoing de-dollarization efforts. But when we add trade wars into the equation, when, when, we're, when we're establishing tariffs against imported um, goods from, from Mexico, Canada, Japan, China, you know, the entire European Union, this is going to destroy the dollar, I think, even more. De-dollarization is going to go mainstream, I think, pretty quick here. I, obviously, you know, the fact that the euro 
is not in a good position right now. You know, it, it, it makes sense. You know, some investors are going to think maybe the dollar is more attractive for, for quite some time. The Euro, the European Union, you know, many of these countries' economies, they're not in a good position. But I, I do believe that de-dollarization is going to be a mainstream thing. And it's not just going to be something that's done by BRICS nations, China, you know, Russia, something like that. Um, we'll see countries like Japan or, or, or European Union, I think, is a great example because they have such a large currency and because there's so many countries already within that currency, you know, for the time being, I think this is real reality. Or, or you know, an, a great recent example would be uh, European Union, you know, trading uh, with Iran, you know, buying their oil and using euros or Iran using euros more than the U.S. dollar. It, it seems slow at first. I mean, this de-dollarization, the, the, the collapse of the dollar, it started a long time ago, to be honest, right? You maybe you could say back in 1913 when the Fed was created. Maybe in the 70s when when the the gold standard was was done away with. It's it's hard to say for for you know to to be super specific on that. But it's gone on for a long time. It's taken a long time, and that's can continue to be the pace or continue to be the case. It's 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 death by a thousand cuts, right? This isn't something that will happen all at once. Ultimately, we will get to that point. But in the meantime, it's going to be these small things, these small steps, um, us doing less trade with with other countries because of these things like like tariffs, right? Less globalization. Not that I'm a fan of globalization. I'm just saying less of it is probably going to damage the dollar, okay? Um, or, or or things like China opening up yuan-denominated oil futures, Oil, uh, Iran and 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 the EU doing business in euros. This is going to eat away at the value of the dollar. And another great thing to keep in mind here, you know, when we're talking about a trade war with China, it, it's you know China and and the US. We both have leverage on each other. Okay, obviously China for the time being is a huge manufacturing country and they export a lot of those goods to the United States. If that demand decreased significantly, that would have major implications for, for the Chinese economy, for their society, right? I, I understand their concern with, with the U.S. trying to carry out a trade war. And I'm not saying that China has, has, is innocent in this whole bit or anything like that. But, you know, we have that leverage over them. If, if we start importing less goods from them, less demand for their goods, that's going to have some impact on their economy, right? And, and you know, they don't like to talk about it. People don't talk about it enough. But China, especially at the corporate level, they have some bubbles of their own to deal with, okay? But the Chinese government also has, and, and this is the case for a lot of other world governments, they have a lot of leverage over the United States. And in this case, I'm talking about their, um, their reserves, okay? So China, for example, is... if between China and Japan, I forget which one's number one, but China is either number one or the number two largest holders of U.S. debt, U.S. Treasury bonds. Okay, and and Japan as well. All right, and and you know you'll you also see countries like Belgium up there on the listing, but oftentimes Belgium the buyers in Belgium are are kind of proxies for for China. But China, if you know. Sure, we can we can impose tariffs on on China all we want, but in in many ways, China does have a lot of leverage over us because you have to ask yourself, what happens if they start to dump not just U.S. dollar but U.S. Treasury bonds from their from their holdings? 
it's it's not going to be pretty right what, what kind of an effect would that have on the u.s economy you'd have a huge influx of of treasury bonds coming onto the market huge amount of supply right price is going to go down yields are going to go up what a rising yields rising interest rates mean for the economy it means you're going to see bubbles pop you're going to see liquidity dry up right you're going to see crises most likely right um that's a serious amount of leverage that countries like China or Japan have over the United States. And additionally, U.S. dollar reserves, not just treasuries, but, but U.S. dollars. You know, it's been said oftentimes, including by myself, that a lot of, of, of the inflation from quantitative easing, round one, two, and three from the Federal Reserve, was sent abroad to, to places like Europe or China or whatever. You know, these, these reserve accounts overseas they can always sell those U.S. dollars for, for a different currency, maybe their native currency, whatever. And and what happens when those dollars find their way back home? Inflation, currency destruction, okay? So this trade war, I'm not even going to get into, to, is it going to help the economy? Is it going to help steel or aluminum manufacturers? Is it going to help car companies? That's not even the big topic in this video. I'm just saying that the U.S. dollar is already in a bad position and and the u.s continuing to to and i believe he will continuing to use economic tools like like tariffs like sanctions basically as a way to to carry out economic war try to improve our own economic situation it's not going to end well and it's going to lead to a faster destruction and eventual collapse of the u.s dollar so that's my take on it um you know i i would absolutely love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in the comment section another thing that i'll be looking to do here on this channel i mean for the longest time here this has just been a youtube channel i've had a couple of people ask about this in the past but but i'm thinking about um also switching to to also podcasts in general um, um there's there's a ton of different podcast uh platforms out there and and you know honestly i'd like to post to as many as possible and so you know be on the lookout for that maybe, maybe this will probably be one of the first videos that is put out there in podcast format so um something to to, to i guess look out for and, and maybe you're you're one of those listeners so you know i'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section as always i'd like to thank you though from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and god bless